This is ContraZoom. Where we go back and forth about film. I'm Dakota Arsenault. And I'm Rachel Ho. A few weeks ago, for my birthday episode, I named my favorite film from every decade as a way for listeners to get to know me more and my taste. Now it's my co-host's birthday week, and I want to know a bit more about her. There have been two previous installments of Better Know Contributor, one with Stephanie Pryor, who designed the artwork for the show, and one with Sammy Felchenfeld, our resident comic book movie geek. Before we get into the grilling portion of the show, how are you doing, Rachel? I'm good, thank you. I really enjoyed that episode, too, The your your favorite with Bill. I thought there's a lot of movies there that I haven't seen, so you guys gave yeah. me some great recommendations. So just, just for curiosity's sake, who had a better list? Oh, I think I would say yours are more movies that I was like, I've, I've heard of them and I want to see them and they've just been like on a to-do list. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas no, I Bill's list, some of them I'm like, I have no idea what he's talking about. But I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that sounds great. I'm going to go watch it because <laughs> it yeah. just sounds amazing. Um, and he actually does some really cool uh, criterion breakdowns on that shelf. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, he's, he's got like deep knowledge. So oh, he's awesome. And- we're, we're messaging, we were messaging each other back and forth afterwards. And, uh, mm-hmm. I, I said that his picks were too bougie and he, uh, <laughs> thanked me for the compliment. <laughs> it is a compliment in a way because it's like, I mean, this is not to slag off your uh, choices either, but it's like, <laughs> you know, your choices, it's like things that I have heard about, you know, like things Jaws. that I don't, I don't <laughs> think it's going to be people being like, what is all the president's men? Like, what is that? I've never even heard of that. It's yeah, more of yeah. probably, oh, yeah, like I've always been meaning to watch that. I heard it's good. Yeah. Um, whereas Bill's were just like, I, I got to rewind it and get a piece of paper and write that down because <laughs> and Google it because I have no yeah. idea what it, what it is. But he's making it sound great. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, but I'd be totally both curious. Good. Both good. I'd be totally t- curious to hear what your picks are, um, but that would probably be for a different time. Maybe you could just tweet them at me or something. <laughs> Maybe I was playing along as you guys were, and I was just like, "Wow, my picks are so like basic and just <laughs> not at all inspired." I was like, in comparison, I thought it was funny when he commented that you didn't choose Star Wars, though. Like a straight yes. man didn't choose Star Wars. I thought that was yeah. really funny. I, I definitely felt a little out of my league too, which is funny because like. I, I don't want to like super pat myself on the back, but I feel like I have a, a pretty good knowledge of film and stuff like that. And there's some stuff you're saying. I was like, yeah, I've, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm so sorry. I can't, I have nothing to add here. But that's why, you know, that's why it's great to have like people like Bill on because, you know, the more, the more, you know, the more, you know, mm-hmm. like the better we get. So yeah, yeah I thought I, it was a great episode. If you haven't listened to it, go check it out. Awesome. Yeah. Shameless plug right there. Yeah. Uh, but I want to know about uh, some of your favorite movies. So uh, I guess we'll start a little bit about your history on here. This is going to be 10 questions. The very first one is, how many episodes have you been on ContraZoom Pod now? I've been on 10. Um, so you provided me with that number. Thank you. I didn't have to go back and count. But um, does this count as one? Like, is this? No, this this will be your 11th. This will be my 11th. Okay. So yeah, I've been on 10 before this one, which is a lot actually. Yeah. Yeah. It like started out a little sporadic, but now it's been going, going strong. I feel like for the last couple of months. Okay. So the second question of those 10 shows that you've been on, do you have a favorite guest appearance or topic that we've covered? I do. And it's going to be not because of the topic necessarily, um, but I'm going with the episode where we covered the Toronto Japanese Film Festival with Naomi Wada Platt. 
I mean, it's obvious why I like that guest appearance the best. It's because Naomi and I got to do an episode together and hopefully not our last one. Um, but I was, I really enjoyed her episodes uh, with you on Japanese cinema. And so I was really, really excited to get to like chat with her and um, meet her in a way like 21st century meeting somebody <laughs> like digital meeting somebody over a podcast. Um, but yeah, I really, I really enjoyed talking to her. Nice. Well, I hope she listens to this then and uh, can hear that. And she comes back on too. For sure. All right. So the third question, and I feel like maybe the most important one of all of them, what is your favorite movie of all time? I hate this question. I'm just going to put that out there. Answer I it think however you like. <laughs> it's such a tough question because like, how do you answer what favorite means? Like, is it the one that you've seen the most? Because logically speaking, that's your favorite, right? Like if you've watched it a ton of times. Um, or is it the one that like meant the most to you, the one that you think is the best? I don't know. I've always hated this question because I can answer with like a million different movies. But I settled for two, which when I was saying um, how I would have like really basic choices, here are some basic choices. First one I'm going to go with is speed. There's a bomb on a bus. Once the bus goes 50 miles an hour, the bomb is armed. If it drops below 50, it blows up. What do you do? What do you do? Now. Are you insured? Yeah, why? He's the only solution. We just got a ransom demand from your terrorist. Says he's rigged the city bus. Where's Jack? Where do you think? Because I just watched it again over the weekend and I absolutely love it. It's just it's just one of those movies for me. I think it's like a perfect action movie. It's silly and it's very, very 90s. Um, it's Keanu Reeves at his best, it's Sandra Bullock at her best, and Dennis Hopper as well, and Jeff Daniels. It's amazing. It's a great, great movie. Um, <laughs> my other option was also Casablanca, which is a bit maybe on the other end of the extreme there. But um, yeah, Casablanca is just a movie that means a lot to me. It's one that I think I first saw it when I was about 14 years old. And pretty much every single year I've watched it at least once since. And I go and watch it. Like if ever I hear there's a cool screening for it uh, in any city that I'm I'm in, I'll definitely go and and take a look. It's just it's one of my favorite movies. It makes me feel good. Um, yeah, and I like the history behind it too. Like I've read tons of books about it and read like the bios of actors because who were in it. It's yeah, I really enjoy it. Well, I think those are both excellent picks, and and I'm sort of the same way. Where if I'm get asked my favorite movie. I have four answers. And just like you, it's a bit of a spectrum for, you know, for every 12 angry men, that's my favorite. I also have Snatch. So it we can be multifaceted people. Sure. 12 angry men. That's a, that's a great show too. I haven't seen that in a while. <laughs> that's a great movie. That's an excellent, excellent movie. Well, thank you. So I've got a question then about Speed then. Mm. Uh, I've never seen Speed 2. I have seen Speed, but what are your thoughts on Speed 2? Um, funny enough, I'd never seen it until about two months ago and i'd never watched it because i heard it was bad and also keanu reeves wasn't in it so i was kind of like what are we doing here like what's the point um and then i did watch it and yeah it's crap it's not good i i would like just ignore it i act as if it doesn't exist and just speed lives on its own it's a great movie even sandy b I really like her. I think that she's like, she's got the most, people always said like Julia Roberts was kind of the all American sweetheart, but I always thought that that was more Sandra Bullock because she's very silly. Like she's Mm -hmm. got like a very silly sense of humor to her and like she is that again, but 
it's just a bad movie. Like overall, there's just <laughs> not very much like redemption about Speed Two, which is such a shame because Speed is truly like such a great movie. Um, and it's not just like a great movie in terms of nostalgia for me, anyways. Like I don't, I don't think it's just one that oh I like it because I watched it when I was a kid and like I had the VHS of it and all that kind of stuff. Like it's not that. It's I genuinely think like it's a really well constructed movie. Um, mm-hmm. And Speed 2 just kind of betrays all of that. It just, and for what? For what, 21st Century Fox? What was the point of that? <laughs> I guess it, it would be, yeah. Like what? For the money. Yeah, and then, so fun fact about that, though, is they did want Keanu Reeves to be in it, but he had signed on to do, I believe it was Johnny Mnemonic. Um, <laughs> or it was either Johnny Mnemonic or it was to play Hamlet in Winnipeg. Like it was a very random thing and he refused to do it. And Sandra Bullock tried really hard to get him to come back. Um, and he just said no. And then kind of as a result of that, he didn't work at Fox for at least 10 years, like maybe wow. even more than that. Yeah. Like they were really pissed off at him for that. Mm, well, you know what? Maybe you should have made a better movie. It's true. And also it's not like, like what Keanu probably, he came out the best because he didn't, he could have done it for, probably a massive paycheck for the time. Um, mm-hmm. And he didn't have Matrix at that time either. Like, it's not like he was rolling in Matrix money yet. So I think he yeah. could have done it. But my Keanu, he's got principles. <laughs> my man's got <laughs> principles. Like Johnny Cameron Mnemonic. I don't know. <laughs> Johnny Mnemonic <laughs> is just like, I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. All right. So moving on, what is a movie that you are embarrassed to say you've never seen before? So this is a great question. Unlike the favorite question because <laughs> when we all started this lockdown um last year like last summer last spring um this was kind of partly one of the things that i was like you know what we have time now so i'm going to fill in the blanks of movies that i haven't seen and so that included a lot of hitchcock movies for me um and actually one of the I think the first episode that i did with you about rebecca that was one of like the last kind of Hitchcock movies I hadn't seen yet. Um, So it was like really good timing for that. Um, And I ended up filling in a lot of blanks. However, kind of the one that I thought that I still haven't seen it, and I don't know why I haven't seen it. It's not a Hitchcock movie. It's not from that era. Um, It's Raging Bull. I haven't seen Raging Bull yet. Mm -hmm. And I feel like- you want to though? I do. I really want to watch it. And I feel like it's like, I really like Robert De Niro. Um, Like I like Scorsese. Like it just feels like a movie that, like a movie person should watch. I don't know. Have you seen Raging Bull? Oh, it's fantastic. I love yeah. it. And it's like a sports movie too. So I don't really know what I'm doing. Like, I don't know why I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. But. It's sort of as a sports movie, but also not really. It's, it's, it's so much more about the, the, it's more of a character piece than a sports movie, which is uh, it's funny because you're interested in it because it's a sports movie where I feel like most people look at it and be like, Oh, it's a sports movie. I don't want to watch it. And I'm like, well, it's, mm-hmm. it's also not really a sports movie, but it does have some fantastic boxing sequences in it. I mean, that, that just shows though. They always say the best sports movies are never actually about sports, right? Like they're always True. about so much more than that. And like, I think of like the, my favorite baseball movies, like major league is, I mean, it's major league, but um, like a league of their own, for example, that's not really, it is about baseball and it's about the women's league, but it's also about a lot of other things as well. Um, so yeah, raging bull is probably the one. And I actually wanted to, to call you out on something that I noticed recently. Uh-oh. You tagged me in an Instagram story about uh-huh. like crime films that you've seen mm-hmm. and haven't seen like a bingo card. You didn't check off Scarface. 
No. You've never seen Scarface. I saw nope. that and I went, how has he not seen Scarface? And Donnie Baresco, too. I saw that on there, too. Right, yep. But yep. Scarface is, is more like, how have you not seen Scarface? Yeah, I I don't know. It's funny because like, what was that bingo card? Like twenty spots of of movies, and I feel like I circled like all but like three or four of them, and it's like pretty big ones. Scarface yeah. being the biggest one. <laughs> I'll say actually, Once Upon a Time in America is on there too, and that's a movie I've been meaning to watch for ages as well. Like that, I could probably include that as well because I think that's like everything I've ever heard and seen about that movie. It, it seems like something I'd really like. Um, but Scarface, I don't understand how you haven't seen Scarface. Yeah, but you know, as far as like Once Upon a Time in America goes, I was also sort of in that camp where I'm like, oh, I really want to watch it. And then the podcast Film Spotting did a review of it because neither of them had seen it and they were excited about it. And it ended like it's almost a four hour movie and they're like, this movie is kind of overwrought. There's a lot of stuff in here that does not need to be in Mm. here. There's some really good stuff, but a lot of it is just like a kind of a hot mess. And some oh. of it hasn't aged very well either. So it's it's weird. Like, yeah, if you look online, there's some like very fervent supporters of this movie where like, this is the greatest movie ever made. And then there's also, I've also started to see more and more people popping up because after Sergio Leone died, mm-hmm. people talking about his work, obviously the music is fantastic, but I was just seeing a lot more of a like, oh, Once Upon a Time in America isn't that good. Like, it's almost like a bit of a reevaluation. But do you think it's kind of like um, Citizen Kane where I feel like, it was considered to be, you know, the greatest film of all time kind of thing. And then after a while it became, it's not that good. Like it's very overrated. People are just being whatever about it. But then it kind of looped back around where people were like, actually, no, it's not overrated. It's a very good movie. I mean, to say anything is the greatest movie of all time is kind of bull. Like, I don't think that you can label any movie as that, but I wonder Mm. if once upon a time in America, maybe it'll happen that way too. It's like, it's an up and then a down and then, Maybe in a few years' time, it'll go up again. And when I say a few years, I mean like a few decades. A decade. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe a couple decades. It'll go, it'll go back up again. Um, but that's interesting, though. Oh, it makes me watch it, want to watch it even more. Uh, like the thing that's that's kind of held me off from watching it. Not that I have anything against long movies, but it's just like it's a commitment that I go, okay, I need to, like, I need like a four-hour window to watch this yeah. movie. And every time, but I mean, I waste four hours. I waste more time doing nonsensical things so um but it is just like that kind of it it feels a bit daunting to be like i have to sit down for four hours and watch this movie um yeah because i feel like if you're if you know you're at home and it's like eight nine o'clock at night or whatever and you're like oh i have nothing going on right now but i kind of want to watch a movie it's super easy to throw on like a 90 minute movie and be like yes i can stay awake long enough that I'm not like screwing myself over for the next day if it's like yeah. a, a work night or something yeah. like that. Whereas a four hour movie, you're like, okay, I need to set out a block of time. I have to make sure I don't do anything after. I make sure if I need to pause it, you know, bathroom breaks, food breaks, or whatever, I could do that. And yeah. so it's going to end up being more like five hours. <laughs> it's true. Like I don't it's know. true. And I could watch Speed like three times in that time. So, right. You know, like <laughs> I could just watch Keanu jump a bus subway save people on an elevator why wouldn't i just do that <laughs> clearly but no i i think all those movies though i feel like raging bull once upon a time in america you need to watch scarface like i i it's not like it's like the greatest film i've ever seen in my life but it's just kind of a funny thing to miss off is scarface 
Do you want to watch it? Actually, I should I should ask that. Like, do you even want to watch Scarface? <sighs> I don't. Uh, it's it's tough because like I'm not action action movies from like the 80s and 90s. I'm just mm-hmm. really not into. Yeah. And like I've seen the ending of Scarface. Who hasn't seen the ending? That's yeah, true. And and that just kind of like seems like so over the top for me. That I, oh, I have a bit is. of curiosity of what the rest of it's going to be like. But it's just like, well, if I know how it ends and what it looks like at the end, then like. Do I really need to watch it? I don't know. I know it's like every, it's like up there for like every film bro's favorite movie sort of thing. I feel like we're now past that. We're like, we're in the generation of like, it's the dark night, but like the previous generation before that was like, it's all about Scarface. That's very true. Yeah. Everyone had a Scarface poster in their, in their dorm room. Yeah. Literally every guy that knew something about movies was like, I've got Scarface on my, I got my movie poster. And you're just like, (laughs) good for you. Good for you, bro. Good for you. So I want to loop back around there just a little bit. You're, you're talking about how during the pandemic you decided you want to catch up mm-hmm. on a lot of movies you hadn't seen. Chief among them were like Hitchcock stuff. What other movies were on that list that you were wanting to check off that you were able to? I went through a lot of uh, kind of the golden era uh, Hollywood movies because that's always been a time period, um, historically speaking, that's just fascinated me in terms of like the studio system and uh, the Hayes Code and all that. Like I've I've just been really interested in it and i thought i haven't seen some of the biggest movies so like the maltese falcon for example i hadn't seen that before um what else did i watch i watched uh oh what's that the um frank zappa the 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 lace like lace and something um arsenic and old lace that one, thank you. I'm like it's a lace, lace is in there. Yeah, that one. I saw that one. Uh, Charade, which actually, um, I think, I think Bill picked that as one of his. Was it? Would that have been the 30s? Maybe. Uh, he talked about it, but he, I don't think that ended up being one of his actual picks. No, and then you said that you didn't care for it because you were like the yes. humor. I have to. I, I think I agree with you more than I agree with Bill on that one. Like it didn't quite. I don't know. I did, it didn't quite stick with me. I was just kind of like, oh, okay. I'd always heard of Charade too, and I was like, yeah, it's all right. It's not, <laughs> it's not bad. Um, yeah. I watched like a bunch of Cary Grant movies, um, Catherine Hepburn movies, uh, African Queen is yeah. That's a that's a really, really okay. great. That's great. I was movie. just a little but, curious. Yeah. yeah, it was good. Like it was actually a really good time. And like, and also I should add, I watched all of the Mission Impossible movies within two days during lockdown. Whoa. I just shotgun right through them, <laughs> like right okay, from the beginning. Okay, so what's your favorite of that series then? Oh, that's so difficult. Ghost Protocol is is excellent. Is that um, the one with Philip Seymour Hoffman? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I have to like Fallout is actually like that's the most recent one. And, like I I saw that in theaters, but like that's that's actually a really really great one too. Yeah. Um, and we were talking about Henry Cavill before we got on here, but yeah, it's like he's in that one too. Um, mm. Yeah, I think they all, like I think they're all really good. The only one that I would say I I didn't like was the second one, which is a shame because it's John Woo and I usually like I like a lot of his movies from like Hong Kong and Face Off and stuff like the Replacement Killers. No, he didn't do Replacement Killers. Um, that was Anton Fuqua. But yeah, like I I like John Woo a lot, but he I did not care for his his version of Mission Impossible. Okay, um, all right. Although you get Tom Cruise like on rocks like cliff one way like rock climbing like he's like yeah. literally hanging <laughs> off a cliff which mm-hmm. sure do you tom do you but yeah that that's what i did during lockdown well that's good 
All right. So I guess moving on to the next question would be, uh, what's your favorite director? Um, I went with Denis Villeneuve. And I didn't know if you meant living or just in general director. Um, but I, I think either way, I think I still go with Denis because he's yet to make a bad movie. Like, I feel like most directors, I can at least point to one movie and go, yeah, all right. Like, you know, he's a, but like all of Denis' movies, I'm like, they're all like they're all top shelf in my opinion i don't i don't think he's made a bad one yet and um i know you really like him as well so and i'm very excited Mm -hmm. for dune incredibly excited for dune have you seen his french movies yeah i watched uh was it incendie and then polytechnique like those are they're me like i actually think those are the ones that i don't want to say they're his best but i think like they're very uniquely Denis like considering that it's it's very early on in his career like they're like some of the first movies he did um but they're amazing Polytechnique in particular because um the story is so I like I remember hearing about that story of the uh the shooting in in uh in Quebec at that time and yeah and to see a movie about that it was like it, that I found really that's one that I I love but I I haven't watched it since I saw it the mm-hmm. first time yeah, well, I, I haven't seen that one. Uh, on D is probably maybe first or second of my favorite of the ones that I've seen of his. But uh, yeah, speaking of Dune, when that comes out, we're going to have tons of great Denis Villeneuve content. Uh, so so make sure people stay tuned for that because I'm very excited to watch all of his movies. I haven't seen the ones that he had done before on Sunday. So there's Polytechnique, there's Maelstrom, and uh, Maelstrom, August yeah. 32nd, I think it's called. Think. yeah something like that but yeah i on sunday i think is is an incredible like absolutely incredible movie too mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah I, and i'm really like, happy and i'm so happy for him for like all of the successes that he's had in hollywood like he wasn't i mean not to downplay canadian directors or anything like that but like sometimes canadian directors can just be canadian directors and they don't kind of go further even though they're immensely talented um mm-hmm. but it's really really cool that he's gotten the level of success that he has and doesn't appear to be slowing down at all. Mm-hmm. I, I absolutely agree. Uh, and I really hope he one day gets his own, you know, either best director or best picture award. And that's going to lead into my next question. So <laughs> yay for segues. Uh, what is your favorite best picture winner of all time? So uh, Casablanca seen- won best picture, um, yes. but I didn't want to say best like Casablanca. Cause I already said that that's my, one of my favorite movies. So I went with my second favorite, which would be Deer Hunter. Um, oh. Which is very different to Casablanca. <laughs> but yes. uh, I watched Deer Hunter at a, a very young age, and it was very inappropriate for me to watch it. But my parents didn't <laughs> really have, like, a, an idea of, like, MPAA ratings. <laughs> they didn't quite get it. Um, and it was just on TV. And I, like, sa- oh, no, it wasn't on TV. Sorry. It was probably, like, VHS bootleg or something like that of that my <laughs> uncle gave us or something and I remember watching it and just being like terrified of everything that was going on in that movie but also like I couldn't I couldn't leave like I couldn't just get up and go because I really wanted to know what happened um, and then I didn't watch it again for a long time because it probably scarred me a little bit as like a child and then I watched it again in my 20s and I thought, God, this is such a good movie. <laughs> like, no wonder even as a child, like it it hooked me and it took me. So, yeah, I'm going to go Deer Hunter because I just think it's it's a brilliant movie. That's a great one. And then I guess on the flip side of that, what is your least favorite best picture winner that you've seen? 
I think this is probably like the most popular of the least favorite for best picture, but it's Shakespeare in Love. Young Will Shakespeare is having a bad year. His last two shows flopped. The theater is about to go bankrupt. Notice will be posted. And the gangsters are moving in. The show must go on. The last thing he needs right now is a nasty case of writer's block. What's it called? Romeo and Ethel, the pirate's daughter. What is the story? Well, there's this pirate. Oh, okay. Like, what the hell was that about? <laughs> Why? And the thing is, it, it it bothered me. I remember, I remember at the time when they won, thinking that Saving Private Ryan was going to win. And looking back, like years later, I think most people, pretty much everybody, can agree, Saving Private Ryan is a better movie than Shakespeare in Love, and many of the other movies that were nominated at the same in the same year you could say are better than Shakespeare in Love. But then as everything came out about Harvey Weinstein in the last few years and the way that he basically like bullied people into voting for that movie, it makes me hate it that much more. Um, like as a movie, it's fine. It's like I have nothing against the movie itself. But yeah, I res- I've always resented it for one, taking it away from Saving Private Ryan and two, um, all the nonsense associated with Weinstein. Yeah, that's that's fair. Yeah, I think the consensus pick, even back then, but still holds strong, is that Saving Private Ryan should have won. But then the hipster pick would be that Thin Red Line should have won, which, in my opinion, yeah. I'd be down for that too because I love that one. Yeah, I I think that's a great one too. Like I think same. You're right. Saving Private Ryan is probably more like the more populist like pick because it's Spielberg, it's Tom Hanks, the young Matt Damon. Mm-hmm. Like it's yeah, but it, it's a great movie. Thin Red Line's an excellent movie too. That's a really really good movie too. And I haven't thought about mm-hmm. that movie in a while. Um, but what do you think of Shakespeare in Love? I I like it, but yeah, it's yeah. it's tough because it sort of exists in this you know stratosphere where I don't think it's best picture quality. So in that case, yes, I think it's undeserving. But as far as comparing it to maybe even some of the other movies that have won best picture, I'm like, well, it's still a better movie than that one. So like. Yeah. It's yeah, it, it sort of occupies this weird space where yeah, I don't think it's a deserving winner but it's still a fine enough movie. I really don't like Gwyneth Paltrow as an actor as a person in general <laughs> and and she really torpedoes that movie pretty hard. I actually and, quite like and Ben she Affleck won. in that movie. Yeah, but she won that year too. And then I think that was your Judy Dench one as well for her like she what did. was it? 8 10 minutes. minutes. Yeah, eight minutes yeah whatever on screen. I remember that being a really big deal at the time. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, Gwyneth, I don't know. I don't have too much. I'm very indifferent to her. I don't, I don't really, (laughs) I I don't, I don't, I don't really have any strong opinions about her one way or another, which might be even worse than having a strong opinion about her. But, um, I, I didn't think she, I mean, whatever. Yeah. That movie in general is just kind of, it's a fine movie. Like I don't have anything. I don't think it's a bad movie, but it's just. Looking and I actually was when I was like prepping for this, I saw that they did a survey like a few years ago and asking the academy um who voted at that time, being like, Would would you have still voted for Shakespeare in Love? And they were all like, Oh no, no, like we would have done Saving Private Ryan. And mm-hmm. I sure you would have. Like my my question was like, what a weird kind of survey to do <laughs> to like academy members, like, hey guys, like would you have done this again? Like it's such a it's quite a loaded question in my opinion, but yeah, yeah no. I, I don't think it's a very deserving winner and I don't know as a movie, it's fine, but 
what what would you choose for this one? Uh, there, there's a couple really bad early ones. Uh, Cimarron, which is a god awful western that includes several <laughs> instances of blackface. Mm. Um, the greatest show on earth. That's what it is. Ah, okay. I was call it the greatest show. On, but yeah, the greatest show on earth. It was basically like literally a commercial for Barnum and Bailey Circus, oh, and it's so bad that Jimmy Stewart, who plays a clown in this, refused to not be seen without his clown makeup on screen the whole movie. So that because he was so embarrassed to be in this movie. How did he get roped into it? Like a contract thing? I don't know. I think it was just con- yeah, I think it was just a contract thing where he had to be in it. And so he's like, great, I'm gonna play a clown and you never see me without my makeup on. Wow. And did he not did he keep his billing? Or I guess like they would have had to, they would have forced his billing on there. Yeah, it was a pretty it was a pretty small role mm-hmm. um but yeah he he definitely is he is mentioned in the credits hmm. prominently the reason uh, I and then asked, of course yeah sorry go ahead and then just also like recent ones of like crash and green book as well driving miss daisy yeah there's a whole bunch that i don't like crash is probably it. like that's up there as well i think for being one of the most kind of questionable decisions that they make that the academy has made for best picture mm-hmm. i feel like they're they're one that is a bit it's odd. It's very yeah. odd. I remember seeing that and just thinking like, oh, okay, like I was pretty young when it came out, but I was like, oh, whatever. <laughs> it's a fine yeah. movie. And then I, and then I heard it got nominated and then I heard, well, I was just like, oh, maybe I'm missing something. That's usually what I think. No, if you rewatch it, you'll realize you weren't <laughs> missing anything. In fact, it's probably worse than you thought. <laughs> I'm not even going to bother wasting my time rewatching that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, moving on to the next question. What was the last movie you either walked out on or because it's a pandemic and we stream everything now, turned off? I just said I wasn't going to rewatch that because I didn't want to waste my time. But for some reason, literally last week, I decided I'm going to rewatch the Matrix trilogy. And okay. first Matrix, excellent. This was actually right, right. after I watched Speed. I was like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to watch Matrix. You want a Matrix. Keanu marathon? I did. I had a little Keanu film festival um, just for myself. And I watched the first Matrix. Love it. It's still a great movie. Like, and, and the action in it is incredible. Like, it's so good. And I kind of like that watching that again made me be like, oh, man, I don't think I give this movie enough credit. Like, I, I'm not a huge Matrix person. I was like, I like it, but I'm not a massive fan of like the big fangirl of it um but then i went to matrix reloaded and yeah it's kind of i don't even know i was bored like it's such a boring movie which is such a shame <laughs> like i can't even like i don't even know how to fault it as a bad movie i was just like i was just really bored and i at one point i was like why am i watching it was the point where they have like the really big orgy in like the <laughs> in the cave yeah and or then the and, and the neo is. and trinity are are like getting it on in in, in a back room of the cave because caves have back rooms I don't know. and <laughs> it was just one of those where i'm like this is going on for a really long time and that's weird <laughs> like why are we watching this for so long and i'm not a prude about it but i was just like it's just it felt weird i was like it didn't seem necessary and then i think after something else happens and i go I'm bored. I'm going to watch something else. <laughs> I just turned it off. And then I didn't even go to the third one. So that ended my Keanu film festival. Fair enough. I don't think I've seen the sequel since they came out in theaters. So yeah, I'm, I'm a little curious, maybe going to revisit them when the fourth movie is coming out, but uh, yeah. that does not give me hope. No, it's, 
partly why I watched it, I was going to watch it too, is I have a friend who's really into sci-fi and he was defending the third one, which I don't think I've ever heard anybody defend the third one before. I think I, it was like a universally, we don't like this movie. Like it's just not a good movie kind of thing. And he defended it and it kind of intrigued me. And I thought I'm going to go and watch all of them. Um, and I told him I was going to do this. And then he was like, how'd it go? And I said, I couldn't watch the second one. So I'm not even going to bother with the third, which is a shame because I do think the first Matrix is such a good movie. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. All right. Uh, so the next question is, what is an underrated movie more people need to see? Okay, I also have two for this as well. One of them is called Villains, which I recently saw maybe a few months ago. Um, it's on Amazon Prime in Canada, and it's uh, Bill Skarsgård's in it. And I think he's the only like, big- oh, no, um, Kira Sedgwick is, is in it as well. And it's a really good, like, micro-budget thriller action miss that's not mystery but like it's it's a really good kind of like capery kind of movie um there's no heist or anything like that but it's about like two young people who are on the run uh they're a couple and they rob like do petty robberies and they end up pulling into a house thinking they're going to rob it and then they find a girl um uh chained up in the basement um, and then the own, the the parents come home and a lot of stuff happens. It is an excellent movie that I had never heard of. Um, and it's a shame that I hadn't heard of it before because like I, I would feel like a lot of people haven't heard it. It's, it's such a good movie, though. Um, have you seen it? I've never even heard of it. It's I, like it's it's such a shame because like, I feel like there's so many good indie movies that come out and like we don't hear a word about them. And I think that's one of them. And that's one thing I will give credit to like streaming services for. Um, is they give a nice platform because I wouldn't have watched it otherwise. Like I think it just kind of randomly popped up, and I saw Bill Skarsgård, and I thought, oh, okay, I'll watch it. Whatever. Um, turns out, excellent movie. <laughs> All right, what's your second pick? Um, it's also on Amazon Prime, and it's also like a weird indie. It's called Coherence. This is one that I, a friend of mine, saw it um, at a film festival or something, and years ago and we were having a barbecue at his house and he played it for a bunch of us like he did the projection on his on the back of the the house and stuff and it was like a strange strange movie about like a comet like there's a dinner party and then a comet um flies overhead and it does this kind of weird astral plane uh nonsense like it kind of changes things and then all of a sudden there's multi-dimensions and it's an interesting it was made for like nothing basically like the, i don't like they just paid for maybe people to do camera work and stuff like that um and there wasn't any script it was just uh they came in and they all the actors every day would get cue cards of this is what you're doing and they weren't told what the other actors were doing or different plot points and things like that and yeah it's a fascinating movie that i'm not doing a very good job explaining because it's a tough movie to describe um but I would highly recommend that one. Like that's a movie that after I saw it, I think about it very often. Um, and it's just this little tiny movie that again, found a home on Amazon prime. So yeah, go watch it. Amazon prime Canada. Interesting. Did strange things happen at the barbecue after uh, you watched this movie? You know what? I was like looking out for it because we were outside <laughs> and I'm like looking around. And as I was driving home, I was like, 
oh my god like this would be really weird because it is like it's it's because I guess they improv a lot of it it does have that feel of just like what's going on like it's it feels very natural um and it's very well done very very well done I would yeah anybody who's into like science fiction that's a great movie Okay. Yeah. Another one I haven't heard of. All right. So we're down to our last question now, which is what is an unnecessary hot take you have about a movie? This this one was a really tough one. I feel like this was the most difficult one of them all to answer. I was going to do like a hot take about Marvel and something to do with Infinity War, just because I don't really care for it that much and everybody seems to love it. Um, but I'm going to go with Star Trek as an overall franchise is better than star wars in my opinion oh that's what I'm okay and that's like a long like decades old debate that trekkies and star wars fans have all the time and i wouldn't consider myself a trekkie because i don't think i know enough about star trek to consider myself one but i am a big fan of uh next generation i like the new movies that came out i like the shatner movies i don't really like his series though like his uh, the tv series that he did um and i really like like michelle yo is is uh who i love she's she's been in what i like her too so i personally think that star star trek as just like a general like if you take the tvs the movies um and even like things like comics or like animated series like things like that if you put it all together against star wars i personally think star trek is a better franchise that that means more like it's more impactful than star wars and i don't know if it's because star wars kind of tripped up in the the prequel the three prequel episodes beforehand um that we saw when we were growing up and then kind of lately they've been floundering a little bit too so i don't know if it's just like maybe a bad taste that i have but yeah i would take star trek over star wars any day though okay do you have a favorite star trek movie then I say Wrath of Khan, and I know that's probably really? Star Trek yeah. Two. Okay, it's like a very um, almost like a very obvious answer for for what's the best Star Trek movie. But I think there's a reason it's obvious. It's because it is it is very good, and it's it's mm-hmm. what was the modern day one they they did? Um, what was that one called? The second one with Benedict Cumberbatch, who play he plays Khan. Yeah. It's not um, Star Trek Beyond. Was that the third one? The Beyond was the third Into one. Into Darkness. Into Darkness, which I would actually say is probably the worst of the three kind of new Star Trek movies that came out. I really don't like that one. Um, mm. But he kind of, he was supposed to be Khan and he does like a terrible line reading of I am Khan. Like it's, it was bad. But if you go back and watch the original Wrath of Khan, it's, it's excellent. Like Shatner and Nimoy, like they're incredible. Um, regardless of if you have any strong feelings towards Shatner, it's fine. He's, he's good in it. And, uh, and Leonard Nimoy is like forever a legend because of who he played and, and how he played Spock. And I think the respect that he had for Spock as well. Yeah, that's fair. That's totally fair. I'm, I, I think that's a really good pick and I'm, and I'm glad that you had that hot take because I'm sure that probably will anger some people. <laughs> it's tough because I feel like there's a lot more Star Trek yeah. uh, than there is Star Wars. But then, of course, with Star Wars, after the movies, there's also a lot more other stuff. Because if you start talking about, you know, the video games where they're doing the series and that and and books or the this TV specials that they did, like the the 
Wookiee Christmas special, whatever the hell that thing was called. <laughs> so there is a lot of Star Wars yeah. offshoots as well. And I feel like they've been redeeming themselves a little bit with um, both The Mandalorian and The Bad Batch mm-hmm. have been getting pretty good reviews. So they seem like they're a little bit back on track with Dave Filoni stuff. But yeah, as a whole, it might seem like there's less Star Wars, but I think you could probably compare them pretty evenly as there's a lot of both. I think so. And I think part of the reason like Star Wars, it it became, I feel like kind of George Lucas kind of got his head stuck up his butt a little bit with Star Wars stuff. Like I feel like he just, I don't know, it's kind of like what James Cameron with Avatar. Like I think it just, the technology was just so exciting to them and then they kind of forgot about story. And I, I don't know, I, I, George Lucas, even though he created Star Wars and he is the reason that Star Wars is what it is, um, you know, he, he also is, I think, a big reason of why it messed up, um, in my opinion, like why it's not maybe as good as it once was. And I mean, like you said, though, there's a lot of stuff. So it's like, it's difficult when you have such a wide sample size. Like, obviously, there's going to be a lot of misses. But you know, like you said, Star Trek has a lot, too. Um, and Gene Ronberry was also like apparently a terrible man as well. But one thing I'll say is both of them were terrible men, but they both had like a really cool vision for what they wanted to do, um, which I respect a lot. What do you think? Would do you have a preference between Star Trek and Star Wars? Uh, I have not seen enough of Star Trek to have an adequate opinion on it. Mm-hmm. I haven't. I, I've never watched any of the TV shows. I haven't seen any of the original movies. Uh, really, other than the three new movies and then growing up, my dad was a big, you know, next generation fan and stuff like that. I would catch bits and pieces here and there, but like, yeah, I, I I can really only confidently say that I've seen the three new movies. Next generation is a great, great series. It's excellent. It's (laughs) so good. Like I, I like kind of came across it very randomly as a child because it was on like Saturday mornings. Um, but I loved it. And so whenever I saw Patrick Stewart, everyone was like, oh, it's like Charles Xavier. And I'm like, that's John Luke Picard. I was like, what the hell are you guys all talking about? And then I was shocked when I found somebody who didn't know who John Luke Picard was. And they were like, how would I know that? <laughs> I'm like, how do you not know who John Luke Picard is? That's insane. Um, if you weighed up the three new Star Trek movies versus the three new Star Wars movies, which I mean, J.J. Abrams has his hand in both. Um, but which one would you, would you prefer or which one did you prefer? Uh, I only liked the first movie for both of them. I really disliked, I hated the second two Star Wars movies and I thought Into Darkness was meh and I thought Beyond was pretty terrible. So I guess aggregating them out, maybe Star Trek comes out ever so slightly ahead with like a C plus as opposed to like a C minus overall. (laughs) Oh, Interesting. I really like Beyond. I've, maybe that should be my hot take. I think Beyond's a great movie because I think it's like an episode of Star Trek. Like that's what it kind of feels like, which it's not. I mean, maybe that's also why people didn't like it because it didn't feel like it moved anything ahead. But it felt like just like an old school Star Trek episode, but like bigger and better production and longer. Um, and I loved mm-hmm. it. I, I really liked Beyond. That's actually probably my favorite of the three. I would say is Beyond. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Well, I think that's that's a bit of a hot take itself. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, Rachel, I want to thank you so much for sharing all your picks of 
things that you like, things that you don't like, things that you have a strong opinion on, things you maybe don't have so much of a strong opinion on. But uh, I want to know where can listeners find you and more of your work? Uh, you can find me on rachelkh.com. Uh, you can see some reviews and interviews and features that I write. Anything new that you uh, just published that you want to plug or just in general? Um, there's a few things. They haven't been published yet, though. But probably by the time this episode comes out, then they will have gone out. But yeah, I've got like a a, a review out on POV Magazine, which is my first review for them, actually. And that's a documentary documentary magazine uh canadian one um and i looked at uh for mad men only which was about del close um do you know who del close is i had no idea who he was before i watched it yes he is one of the fathers of improv yeah and it's an incredible documentary if whenever it um comes out if people are interested in comedy improv stand-up whatever um or if you like like John Candy and Bill Murray and, you know, Aykroyd, Tina Fey, Amy Poehler, like all those guys um, watch that documentary whenever it comes out because it's it's pretty fascinating. I had no idea about the guy and he was um, an interesting person to say the least. Awesome. Well, that's excellent. Um, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. No problem. Thank you for having me again. Of course. So you can follow the show on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at ContraZoomPod and let us know your thoughts on Rachel's hot takes. Send an email to ContraZoomPod at gmail.com. Thank you to Eric and Kevin Smale for the theme music and to Stephanie Pryor for the logo design. If you like to listen to podcasts on YouTube, we do post all of our episodes there as well. Thanks for checking us out. Mm-hmm.